Alright, welcome to the football. I'm not sure what uh what occurred with the um countdown there. Cleep, were you hearing that? Yeah, it just shot us right in. Yeah, that was it weird. Was like a, it was like a um a, um Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl <laughs> when the ball just went right past him and someone made like two million dollars because they bet that. Safety to, <laughs> safety to open the game. Yeah, that was uh that was that was really something there. I have no idea what happened. Well, welcome to political football. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm here with Cleve. We're part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the Western divisions today, the uh, NFC West and the AFC West. Uh, but Cleve, real quick before we get started, I do want to run something that I'm doing by you and get your opinion on it as a personal trainer. Okay. I'm currently in the process of trying to do a 72-hour fast. Mm, I've done one. Well, I've done it more than one time, but it's the very first time. Um, it's I use the word brutal a lot, but so there's a few things that that's going to happen after 24 hours, your digestive system turns off. So you're going to be like renewing everything. Basically 36 hour mark, you know, you're hanging in 48 hours. It's kind of getting stupid because you're willfully doing this with food in the house next to you. (laughs) Um, So in between 48 and 64, you, you should have this, um, they call it something. It's like a pop. Like you're gonna have this like epiphany, like this burst of energy. Um, but you're gonna have a really good low before that happens, and then the rest of it is smooth sailing. But um, you're gonna probably lose about eight pounds, I wanna say, ish, somewhere is about that. Oh. You're gonna take off some weight. You're gonna take off some weight. Well, that, that um, is kind of the goal, just sort of like reset so the uh Mount Yeah, I, so as your as your trainer, um, I would say, uh, have you done fast before? Uh, intermittent fasting. Okay, so then so, so, like, you, so then I your body eight hours kinda, on, sixteen off. Sixty. Okay, so then you're so, so then you're prime for it. So, um, you you can have certain things like bone broth. And then that sounds gross, but it's actually pretty good. You can have like those um seltzer like seltzer water drinks. Um. Because it has no sugar or anything in it. Because you don't want anything to spike your uh, blood your blood glucose. So you'll stay on the fast by having that. You know, and obviously water is good and green tea is good. Um, but um, get lots of um, get like sugarless gum because <laughs> when your body starts to renew, you're gonna smell awful. Your your, your breath is gonna smell awful. Oh well, that's. You know, this is like a real up. thing. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you might want to let Megs know. Like, hey, <laughs> it's like morning. It's like morning breath on speed. It's like Gary Busey type level high. <laughs> okay, well, that is yeah. that's good to know. I um, check in with me know. as you're doing it though. Check, just well, check in with me. Like, are you using the timer? No, I uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it the full 72. I was reading that you should try to work your way up to it. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I was that's what I that's why I asked about this about your, if you've done them before because once you get past twenty four, it really like it's really a, a a war of attrition like you because you, you're willfully like you're not somewhere where you don't have access to food you're literally in the house right with food feet away from you like the, it takes incredible willpower to do it like I I did it and I did it on my clock I have a I'll send it to you I have a fasting clock where. It's kind of cool because the app is free, like has free stuff on it. Oh, yeah. But, I've used it before. I know which one you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to take a shock. The very the most important thing to do is um, plan your f- whatever food you're going to have. Like I had like watermelon, cantaloupe, one honeydew melon, I think was my first meal. And the second meal was like a salad. And then by like dinner time, I was eating like, like a salmon with rice or whatever. Like, but your very first meal, because you're, you're, you literally are raw. <laughs> like you got to have something that won't make you throw up. Like if you went and had a pizza or something, bro, you're going to be hurling that thing out of there. What about just an entire package of Oreos? <laughs> then this was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> like the Bronco defense. This is uh, an offense. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that. I'll let you know how long I'm able to. um, When are you uh, you doing it? Uh, Right now, I'm currently in our quick math, hour 20. You're hour 20? Oh, wow. Midnight last night. Okay, go for it, man. Like I said, you can just... Just have like, like I said, have the bone broth. Just, just, you know, like it's literally like broth. Um, And then um, you can drink like salsa water, like the like the sweetened one, the sweetened carbonated water, whatever. You can you, you, like you can drink that. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's been tough. I've also been trying to drink. I saw somewhere that said, um, I'm supposed to drink like one ounce of water for every two pounds of body weight. So basically, half my body weight in ounces of water every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems impossible. Well, I mean, you know, you figure, what is it, uh, 16 ounces? Because um, you should be drinking, if I can bring this in, oh, I can't, idiot today. If you if you can drink, if you can drink one at night and one in the morning, that's two. And then during the day, an extra three or four. And then you've you've gotten your, yeah, you've gotten but, like your, your take. But ha- half my current body weight in... It's like 125 ounces of water. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that seems impossible, yeah, don't, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Don't do that because you can yeah, overhydrate. Yeah, you can overhydrate, that and that's dangerous. bad. Yeah, and that's bad for you too. Like people don't realize <laughs> when you drink too much water, it, it's bad for you. So, you know, your body's going to expel whatever it is. But is again, you don't want to, you know, you don't want right. to drown yourself. Right. But yeah, that's just check it with me. Let me know. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't believe everything I read on the internet. But you can't believe everything you hear on the internet when it comes from Cleve. <laughs> oh, unless he's predicting the uh, Las Vegas Raiders win total because last year he said 14. Wow, don't yeah. Yeah. bet me. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're gonna get into the uh, the Western divisions here. We're gonna start with the NFC West. Uh, Cleve, what team do you think I have at the bottom of the NFC West this year? At the bottom. I don't remember last year. It was like hard to predict who was going to win this division. Now it's hard to predict who's going to lose it. I haven't. You have them at the bottom. There's your clue. I I was going to say that, but I thought this was the top of the page. But I forgot (laughs) you. you, Thought I had Arizona winning. Yeah, but I forgot that you're going top top down, (laughs) like you're going top down. Uh, speaking of going uh, top down, we got the picture of Kyler Murray here as the new logo for the Cardinals. So Maddie Ice was able to point out that this is some sort of like scientific futuristic sort of device that checks your heartbeat and heart rate and all sorts of stuff. But um, just make it a whole, just make it a whole shirt, like a whole t-shirt. Like seriously, I'm, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm (laughs) sure there's a scientific reason why this is the best way to do this. Um, 
I'm not going to sing to Kyler Murray about it, but you are, you're actually bigger than Kyler Murray. So you can actually say something to him, I guess, but, uh, I say <laughs> nothing to him. I just, when I first saw it, I was like, there has to be something here. I'm not understanding. I just thought he just had his shirt up. You know how guys like wear like their Jersey up, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that type of, that's what I thought it was. And I thought people were just clowning for that. But then, like I said, Matt kind of shed some light on it and I'm like, okay, I get behind it. I, you know, he's, he wears some weird stuff like most athletes do. I mean, his the sense of fashion these days is not my particular taste of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, knowing what it is now, the picture's not as like it's not even funny now. Like it's not. I'm just like, okay, he's wearing something for his health or whatever, or they're tracking some metric, or he's maybe he's maybe getting paid from catapult or whatever. See, my my first thought, yeah, my first thought wasn't that it was something scientific. You know, that's what it turned out to be. I thought he lost a bet. Yeah, because that that's <laughs> that would be yeah. See, for me, it would be more savage than that, though. Like it would it would be like a full-blown outfit like, <laughs> with the church hat. And like I would go all out. Like, you don't bet me stuff like that because I'm I want to ruin your life. So uh Arizona Cardinals, like remember last year our Arizona Cardinals local was was him playing video games. So Kyler's just in it, just you know, coming in for it here. So last year the Cardinals go four and thirteen, finished fourth in the NFC West. This year the Vegas win total is four and a half. Cleve, you said they'd win three games. You have them as the worst team in the league. You still stand by that? Yeah, because Kyle is not starting. Well, that's a question we're going to get to. So Cliff Kingsbury did get fired. If you remember, he he moved to uh, Thailand. Um, um, they hired former Philly DC Joe Gannon as their as their head coach. Cliff, could you pick Joe Gannon out of the lineup? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think that name was real. I thought that was like the. The um the the boss level in Mario Gannon. <laughs> I would have thought it was something like that. Not Rich Gannon. Not Rich Gannon. Um, they traded down to the draft with Houston and got Houston's 2024 first uh, round pick. Now we touched on this last week when we talked about the Houston Texans, but there is a chance now they own Houston's first round pick. Arizona could get the top two picks in the draft. If they have two really good looks at number one overall pick. So the question we're going to be asking all year, do they draft Caleb Williams and move on from Kyler Murray if that comes to pass? Well, this might be a make it or break a year for Kyler to see oh. if he's the guy. And yeah. he's fucked up because he's coming off an injury, pretty serious injury. So um, right. to put him through that would probably be crazy. Right. And so I've got mentioned here that they, that they released wide receiver New Copkins, who ended up going to uh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, which we touched on last week. But now Kyler's coming off a torn ACL in November. Does he even play this year? I don't know. It's cutting it close. I mean, guys are coming back quicker um, from this injury, um, and it, you know he's a he's a superior athlete because he's he's a two sport or three sport guy. So you know, my money is on that. He he's he's re, you know recuperating pretty good. He's got the money to do stuff that regular people can't do. So, um, and I'm pretty sure that the pressure for him to play is probably. It's probably there to say, hey, man, you know, looking at you getting getting you back by week five. So we'll see. Because it's, it's not I'm, even a calendar year yet since he's been hurt. Right. A calendar year would be November. Yeah. If let's say, let's say that he could come back in week eight and they're one in seven. Do let's they even see. bring him back? Yeah. See, and and you, you make a good point, because then what would be the point of that? Like your your season is yes. What is it? Seven, eight losses. Like that's the coffin unless the division craps out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If they're if they're staring down 
seven losses with with a lumen eight. Him coming back would I'm like I'm good, bro. I'm, right. I'm, I'm the head coach of the GM didn't didn't draft him. They could be looking at getting a first a first overall pick. They be and they don't want it. Like what if they bring Kyler back? He gets hurt again. You know now they can't even trade him for anything because he's hurt again. Right. I think there's a real chance we don't see Kyler this year just because they could be so far behind by the time it's time for him to come back. They might decide he just shouldn't play. So it's the Colt McCoy show? Uh, Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Uh, By the way, shout out to Colt McCoy. He actually has a show. It's called Scheme. It's a YouTube show on uh, Underdog's Fantasy Channel. Mm -hmm. It was hosted by Josh McCown before he got hired by the Panthers. But, uh, yeah, Colt McCoy playing quarterback for the Cardinals and breaking down film on Underdog's YouTube channel. So that'll be fun. Wow. Good for him. So getting into uh, the draft class here for for the Cardinals, we can see down here round five, pick 139, Clayton Toon, quarterback from Houston. We know what Colt McCoy is. We also know Colt McCoy is going to have to actually win some games by accident. Mm-hmm. It might be the Clayton Toon show. Wow. You know, why win four games by accident and pick third? <laughs> I mean, you can lose all your games on purpose. Yeah, and when, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Now point. I don't. I'll never predict this to happen. But this, they've got a decent look at running the table in reverse. They've got a decent look at going winless. Wow. That would be that would be so crazy for that team. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be crazy for them to go winless. Here's Man. a question for you. Name one player on their defense. I mean, I, I still see flashes of uh, Terrell Suggs from a thousand years ago. Or Darnell Dockett. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, uh, hang on. What's up, Jake? What's up, Jake? Uh, no, Jake, you have not missed anything. Um, oh, I think I figured out the reason why the thing didn't start. It's my internet. Okay. Uh, hey, for the people watching, if all of a sudden I disappear, I'll be back. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, no, Jake, you haven't said anything. We're just talking about whether or not the uh, Cardinals play Kyler Murray at all um, this year. And I do think <laughs> I do think that there's a chance that we um, – I mean, I'm not predicting to go winless. I'm just saying it's it's in the range of outcomes. I'm looking at the rest of the draft class. They traded down to the first round, as mentioned – they still got their guy, Paris Johnson. There was talk of them taking him at three. So mm-hmm. they got him at, uh, yeah, three. They got him at six anyways. So they traded down, got the first overall next year, and got their guy anyhow. That's good mm-hmm. for them, right? Okay. That's, you know, it doesn't really help them much this year, I guess, but it's, you know, getting started. All the talk in camp right now is about the third-round pick, Michael Wilson, wide receiver out of Stanford. He's going to start on the outside. Okay. He's already the starting outside wide receiver, and he's playing in two wide receiver sets as well. He's just going to be a starter for them. It's already he's already got it locked up. Um, now the receivers on their team are Hollywood Brown, Rondell okay. Moore, who's five foot six, Greg Dortch, who is five foot seven. So I can see how somebody could come in and take over a role on this team. So they so Hollywood Brown was the trade for. I mean, that's what uh, Odell Beckham. Is that what happened? No, they traded their first round pick last year to Baltimore for Hollywood Brown. Okay. So he's there. So he was there last year. Yes. And Baltimore took it to take a center who I think made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. 
wow. Okay. Yeah, Baltimore don't play in the draft. Yeah, they they, they, they tend to get it done. It's a real um, war room over there. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they know they know what they're doing. In fact, I think yeah, last year the Ravens had two first round picks. I think both rookies made the Pro Bowl. Nice. Um, uh, Speak, speaking of Ravens yeah. and outside tackles, the Michael Orr thing. What do you think about? That? Oh yeah. Um, I was I always thought that 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 whole story was kind of suspicious, um, like like the story from the movie or just his story. I thought this no the story from the movie because it was so different from the book, which which is to say that the um, the book was about Michael Ower and the movie was about the white people. Okay, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> You know, the story should be about Michael Ower. Why are they – why is it – like, how could Sandra Bullock even win an Oscar for this? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He, um, yeah, it, it's just a – I don't even, I don't know where – what the angle is here. I mean, it, okay, so there's two camps. If they did him dirty by exploiting him, that's fucked up because, you know, they, he was in a spot where he needed help and they were there to help him and give him a home and – and all of that, and he able to get an education and you know parlay all that all that to the NFL, right? But he's saying that he never got royalties from the movie, although it was right. his story. He said he was portrayed wrong in the movie, like they made him like a simpleton, almost yes, like, a, like a giant. Not. Yeah, he's not. yeah, he's he's a, he's a very smart guy. Like he's you yes. know he's very yes. like out, he's quite outgoing. Right. Yeah, outgoing <laughs> guy. Very, <laughs> you know, he seems like he was like okay, oh oh, I'll right. They, they made him seem like the guy from Green Mile. <laughs> John Coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> crazy, bro. Wow. So yeah, this, this is gonna shake out pretty crazy because I think, like you said, like no one thought about him being an 18-year-old getting adopted. I don't know what the age of being adopted is, like you know, what the cutoff is. If you can adopt someone at 18, 19, I don't know that. I don't really know if you could do something like that. So um, and I know a um was it a conservative conservatorship or whatever, whatever they call it? Yeah. The, yeah. One of the biggest, one of the biggest scams out there. That's a whole yeah, other topic. But that's from what I understand, that's used when you're like not really in your mental faculties. Cause they use that on Britney Spears, right? Yes. Like but the dad. thing is, is that the thing is that what it's really used for is either for people who actually do need help because they have full control of themselves or for people who want to take advantage of people. Right. The thing is Britney Spears may have some mental issues, Mm-hmm. They're no better or worse than Kanye's. Yeah. Right. Like she got taken advantage of through this process. Um, and what's up, Emmanuel? Good to have you back. Uh, way to join in just to talk about Britney Spears. I promise it's not the point. Uh, <laughs> and then uh in this case, too. And if you watch the scene in the movie, the movie makes it sound like he's being adopted. Yeah, that's that well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I never read the book. I did, you know. I know it was an adaptation or whatever, but yeah, it just seems like so many things are just in the air on both sides of that, where he can't be this, that dumb, where they just put paperwork in front of you and you and you sign something, because I'm pretty sure he was emancipated. He was 18. He was 18. Yeah, did you did you uh, read his comments about what happened? What when he said that they brought paperwork in on him? Yes, and he he inquired as to why it's a conservatorship and not adoption, and he claims that they said that because of his age, it would make the process easier, but it meant the same thing. Wow, and he had no one to turn to him and be like, bro, that this doesn't sound good. 
that's they were they he thought of them as, as like his adaptive parents. He's the one they are the ones he would have turned to. So this is this so this is on his ear, this is fucked up. Right. Right. <laughs> who I mean, who is he going to ask? I'm telling you right now, if I was 18 and Don came to me and was like, sign this, not this. Yeah, right? I mean, I'd yeah, like, you've been right, living with yeah, Don ain't you, lying to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, I got, like, you got a point. Like you trust you, your trust in it is wow. Right. Well, let's see how this thing shakes out. Yeah. This is crazy. I hope, I hope he gets 100% of everything that he's looking for. That movie made $300 million, bro. They got 2% royalties on it. So they got 6 million? Yeah, something like it, that. They got yeah, they got he got zero. Yeah, he said he got nothing from it. So, we'll see. Well, I hope I hope they owe him 6 million dollars. <laughs> um so yeah, anyways, that's how bad the Arizona Cardinals are. <laughs> that uh that we just put Michael Lore shit on it. So. Exactly, exactly. All right. Um the third place team in the NFC West here, Cleve. <laughs> I forgot he's still playing ball. The Los Angeles Rams, Aaron Donald wearing the catapult shirt too. See, I was hoping you might try to talk some shit to Kyler. So you'd also have to talk it to Aaron Donald and learn your lesson. No, but... no chance. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. By the way, shout out to Jake for the amazing uh, Photoshop here. Oh, does Jake's handiwork again? It is. Good job. Um, wouldn't it been? Wouldn't it have been best for him to just ride off in the sunset after winning that Super Bowl? Like, uh, well, probably not because he's making like twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, but it, it's on a shit team and they're not going anywhere, dude. Like, yeah, but he has insane. a Super Bowl. You know, so you know, he, he'll never make the type of money do anything else ever again. So work two more years, retire at thirty three, make an extra forty million. Okay, good point. Right, I mean. You know, think about how hard you're busting your ass right now. Yeah. You get 20 million a year. <laughs> Not even close. You got a Super Bowl ring? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so the Rams last year, uh, five and 12, third in the NFC West. Vegas won total six and a half. Cleve, you put them on six. You know, we were picking blind. So yeah. you're kind of right there. Some notes for this team. Head coach Sean McVay did not retire. Remember, there was talk about that. Yeah. Um, They traded uh, Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Wow. I didn't even. I didn't even think maybe you missed that this offseason. I did. How many teams has this kid been on? Ramsey three. Yeah, it, it, it to me it feels like every two years he's somewhere else. <laughs> Revis felt the same way. He said, "Read it, Revis." Oh, Revis. Well, he he did that to get a Super Bowl and then find his way <laughs> so back. <did> Ramsey. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking them guys, bro. You're you're playing for that. Like that's what you're yeah. playing for. You know. Yep. Uh, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are uh, back and healthy again to start to start this year. The problem is that after Stafford Cup and Aaron Donald, this is the worst roster in the league. Name another player on this team, Cleve. Any player? No, I, I can't. I it would have been Ramsey, but <laughs> <laughs> it would have been Ramsey. I have no idea. Okay, um, so they have. I'm going to run through their uh, wide receivers for you. Okay, hmm? they have Van Jefferson. They have Puka Nakua. Is that a real name? They have Tutu Atwell. Wow. And they have John Coxlam. The last name is never a real name, so I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but that the second first, name. The first ones are real names. Puka Nakua mm-hmm. and Tutu Atwell are real wide receivers on the Rams. Wow. 
Well, they must but, a, a name like that I would never forget. So he must not be really good. <laughs> Tutu Atwell is five foot seven, one hundred and fifty-five pounds. <laughs> He's out there running gasters. Is he getting targets? I mean, he he's he was great in college because he's so fast, but 155 pounds, a stiff breeze is gonna blow this kid out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah, it's just a bad, and then the defense is even worse. Bobby Wagner went back to Seattle, yeah. right? I mean, there's just nothing on the defense. Um, so for fantasy, Stafford and Cup could be great because they could be losing every single game, having thrown the second half. Only Cup's only guy to throw to. Tyler Higby is still there, but you know. That's a good point. That's a good point because they're just going to wrap the stat sheet. <laughs> right. Yep. So fantasy, it might not be terrible, but real life, this is going to be really bad. Um, wow. Looking at their massive draft class here. Remember, the Rams haven't had any draft picks for like four straight years because keep trading them all. Yep. They traded back a few times in this one to acquire all these picks. But as I look through this class, there's not a ton on here that I really like. Interesting is Stetson Bennett, the quarterback from Georgia, uh, the two-time national champ quarterback, went in the fourth round. Cleve, Stetson Bennett was at Georgia for seven years and never got his degree. You're joking. I'm not. The dude is Van Wilder. Wow. What was the point? He just played football? That was it? Seven years, no degree, two national championships. He is 25. But you know what? Guys go in the military and do that all the time too. Like they'll they'll do like four tours and then come out and then they have not stepped into a classroom or online <laughs> classroom or whatever. Like he, you mean he, he couldn't have got like a golf a golf uh what is it golf um management golf course it's management degree? It's almost got to be on purpose, right? To stay eligible to play but not graduate after seven years. Wow, and and his AD and no one approached him like, hey, you might want to get something while you're here. <laughs> right. He's like, don't worry. I'm going to be drafted in the fourth round by the Rams as the as their dynasty is crumbling. It'll be fine. Um, how's he? The, how's he look the preseason? Has he has he seen any action yet? Do you know? I, I have not seen him play yet. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll be a backup for a while. I was going to say for a long time, but he's already 39 years old. So, wow. I'm not sure how long it's going to be. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Uh, Puka Nakua, who I mentioned, the sixth round, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, very interesting player. He actually won the Thorpe Award for the best defensive back in uh, college football last year. Mm. Weird that he's a six-round pick. I mean, he might not have tested like that crazy athletically, but it's got to be somewhat good. Um, and then, you know, they need to rebuild the roster, the worst roster of football. So, hey, why not take a punter in the seventh round? Mm, Wingate. All right, so who's second in this division? Do I have the Seahawks in second or the 49ers in second? The Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, of course. Oh, chewed gum. (laughs) For the old gum murderer, uh, (laughs) Carol. Um, For those, I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners know this, but if you don't, watch the Seahawks when they're playing and watch their coach and the force with which you choose that gum. It he is. gives me dry mouth watching him, bro. I I, I literally got to yeah. drink something. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so they go nine and eight last year, second the NFC West. As a reminder, Scott and I both said that the Seahawks would have the first overall pick in the draft this past year, and they went nine and eight. So Gino, yeah, Gino, a wild Gino Smith appears. 
to uh, to save the day. Now this year their win total is eight and a half. Cleveland haven't won ten wins, so you like the Seahawks this year? Yeah, I'm, I think Geno wants to prove that he's been in the league a thousand years and he wants some recognition. But I think seeing them seeing them play the way they did last year and then adding a couple of new pieces, I think they're going to look good to to give them at least ten wins. Yeah, yeah, I think that. I mean, I think that's a fair point. Also, if the Rams and the Cardinals are as bad as we think they are, that could be four auto wins for the Seahawks and 49ers. True that. And, and then after that, you know, if they split with each other, that's five wins out of six games. So they have to go, what, uh, five in, nobody told me their math, five and eight the rest of the way mm. to get there, five and six, five and six the rest of the way. That's fine. So, yeah, yep. I could see them. I could see them getting there. Uh, yeah, they had two first-round picks. Used both of valuable positions, unlike the Lions. Uh, no real drama for once. Gino was set at quarterback. You know, because even when they had Russ, there was always drama because we knew Russ and Pete Carroll didn't like each other for like the last four years. Yeah. And then last year, we thought the Broncos robbed them for Russ. It turned out it was the opposite. Mm. Um, now, last year, they had the best draft in the league. Their 2022 draft was incredible. They got two starting offensive tackles. Ken Walker at running back in an all pro uh, corner in the fifth round. They're good for themselves. Yeah. So they killed it in the draft last year. I think they might have done it again. I really like their draft class. Spoiler I like their draft class because of a couple of Michigan players. Yeah. So, I, see you, I see you two guys take, back to back there. Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt here. But uh, the first two, you know, pick fifth overall, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. You know, Michigan played Illinois last couple of years, and like Witherspoon was clearly the best player on Illinois' defense. You know, those kids, you could just tell they're a step above. Yeah. He was a step above, and they have a, a defensive tackle who will be a first round pick this coming year. And this Witherspoon kid was like clearly the best player. Um, at 20th overall, they got Jackson Smith and Jigba, a wide receiver I am very high on. He didn't play almost at all his junior year, he had a hamstring injury basically chose to sit out, but as a sophomore cleave, he had 95 catches for 1,495 yards and 15 touchdowns on a team that had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Wow. Yes. They were just, they were, they were throwing that thing up. (laughs) Yes. You get, you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Go out and do your thing. He went 95 for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. And the other two receivers were picked 10th and 11th overall in the draft and finished 1-2 in Rookie of the Year voting. Wow. I, I, this, this, this kid can play. Like, he's he's a baller for real. So why he fell to 20th when the Lions had two shots at him, I don't know. I'm sure I won't bring it up ever again on this show. Um, <laughs> then the two Michigan guys. So Mike Morris and Olu Olu with Timmy. The defensive end in center. Line play is the hardest thing for me to um, – like as a lay person to figure out, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell what makes a person good at line play just from watching. But I know from watching every stat Michigan plays ever, most of them twice, that these guys are very good at football. Well, the, I mean, you know, traditionally the center is really the anchor of the line. And yeah, they're actually letting the quarterback know what the setup is, you know? Yeah. And Olu, as we call him around here, Olu Olu with Timmy was at Virginia where he won the Remington Award for the best center, then transferred to Michigan and won it again. Wow. So, like, switches schools, wins it again anyways, right? Take um, my hardware with me. 
yes, and he <laughs> won it last year, and last year was not the easiest for him. If you remember the shooting at University of Virginia where the three football players were killed, mm-hmm. his best friend is one of them. Oh, wow. So, and that's during the season. Damn. So he's away in Ann Arbor, still stays focused, the whole thing. Um, you know, it, it just – I don't know what makes a player – he has the right size. I don't want to make a player like that fall to the fifth round. I just – when the, when he makes the Pro Bowl, this, nobody acts shocked. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why did this get fall this far? So, yeah, I think the Seahawks did it again in the draft. I think they absolutely killed it, and we both think they're going to the playoffs. Yep. Oh, they had two more players. Uh, Kenny McIntosh is a running back that ran like a 4-6. Uh. But he's a really good pass catcher. He's going to make the team. All right. <laughs> now, so that means that the champions in this division, we have the San Francisco 49ers. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see their logo. And the reason their logo is that is not because I think they're bad this year. But if you remember last year, the NFC title game, they were down to their ninth string quarterback. <laughs> Try to play against the Eagles. So that's the reason for that. Last year, the 49ers, 13-4, first in the NFC West, lost the NFC title game to the Eagles. Um, Trey Lance gets hurt in the second week. Jimmy G comes in, then he gets hurt like the eighth week. Then Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, comes in, and they don't lose a game until the NFC title game because he gets hurt. Where Josh Johnson comes in for him, and then he gets hurt. So now CMC is trying to play quarterback. It was a whole thing. Mm. Um, Vegas went total this year, 10.5. Cleve, you said 11. Yeah, I mean, they um, the talking heads are talking about um, Purdy's back at practice with no days off. Um, you know, they're easing them back in, but they're all. It seems like they're all they're all dialed in on this kid, and Trey Lance is looking like, what's going on? And just to be clear, and I said this on season one or something like that, we we were having a discussion you, me, you and Matt. I don't think a guy should lose lose his job to injury, but I don't know if Trey Lance has a command of this offense because they, they've been in the same system. He's been in the same system for two years now. Three. Th- three years, yeah. So do you think this is an indictment on the COVID year where he only played, what, one game? Was he the guy who played one game? Or was yeah, that- he played one game in the COVID year. So I think there's a couple things here. The first thing to note is that it could be the COVID year. It could also be they didn't play him right away. Remember, he sat behind Jimmy G his entire rookie year. Yep. And they made the NFC title game, and they lost. And if, and on this show, I said that entire time, they can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. If they want to know any sort of ceiling, they got to play Trey Lance. If they want to hit a ceiling, they got to play Trey Lance. And they didn't. They lost to Jimmy G because Jimmy G played terrible, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, he breaks his foot in week two. I mean, like – yeah, you can't help that. I mean, you're out. Right. You can't, you so, can't so I think Trey Lance has been a little hard done by circumstantially. However, uh, and we're going to get to this here. Um, Brock Purdy is the absolute truth, I think. I don't think Brock Purdy is just good. I think Brock Purdy will be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm with you on that. I, I started singing his praises a little earlier than, than, than you and Matt. Yeah. When we talked about this. And it wasn't – so it's because he – I don't think a guy that has anything to lose. Like you you weren't expected to ever possibly play. You're probably going to run scout teams for the rest of your career. You might see limited action in a mop-up or, you know, someone yep. gets hurt. But him to him to come in and play so so um, calm 
in big spots. Right. And again, he's game managing. He, he wasn't he wasn't thinking, thinking outside the box. He was doing exactly what the game plan called for the check downs that whatever he needed to do. And I think they're in a good position because they don't have to pay him for like another two years. But he yeah. has a lights out year. He's going to be calling his his uh, his coin too, really soon. Oh, yeah. No, no, he'd sit out going into next year if he has a really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about Brock Purdy, and when you go back and watch some of his film, he is some of his best plays he made that were incomplete passes, right? So they don't really make it into highlight highlight reels or anything. But it reminded me, not in terms of like level of awesomeness, mm-hmm. but some of Barry Sanders' best runs were for like five yards. <laughs> so they don't make it to highlight reels because nobody watches that. But he like jukes like he makes 13 jukes on one five yard run. Brock Purdy has plays where he shakes like three dudes in the backfield, rolls out, stops, throws across his body, hits receiver in the hands, receiver drops it. Yeah, when a guy works that hard. Yeah, a guy works that hard, you got to reward him, catch the fucking ball. Right. And so for that reason, like, I don't think that, I don't think people are ready for what happens when those balls are getting caught. You know? Yeah. And if you recall last year when Jimmy G got hurt, I sat on the show and, uh, you were flabbergasted. I said it didn't make a difference for them. I said there's no difference between Jimmy G and Brock Purdy because I went through the schedule, the whole thing, and I said their expectations should be exactly the same, mm. which was to lose in the divisional round, and they <laughs> made it to the NFC title game. So yeah. he already overachieved for me, and if he doesn't get hurt in the NFC title game, I think the Eagles still win that game, but I was not. I was in Vegas that weekend for this game. <laughs> I was in Vegas. It was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I, I really think that the 49ers are the most complete team in football now because I do think Brock Purdy is a low-end Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. But I think he is, like, he is definitely better than Goff, Carr, Tannehill, like that tier. Wow, shit. Wow. And so then it's like, is he, where is he in relation to, like, say, like a Kirk Cousins type this year? Wow. I think he gets past that. Car. Car's got 10 years in. Car's got 10 years in. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. 10 mid years, um, as the kids (laughs) say. Um, So, yeah, I am just fully all in on the 49ers this year. That does not make them my official prediction to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I'm not not saying that's my prediction either. Okay. Right. I, I'm still I'm still I'm still sorting through that. We won't know that. Um, um okay. Jake said that Dave just described Justin Herbert. Dude extends and makes plays, sad charger memes. Justin <laughs> Herbert is better than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy that. plays on a better team. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the difference. If you put Justin Herbert on the 49ers, I might call for him to go undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as it is, I do think they're gonna win 12, 13 games or something like that. Um, but no, I think that I think that Brock Purdy at the end of this year will be seen as the best quarterback who isn't just clearly elite. Wow. And good right. for him, man, for where he came from. Good for yeah, him. So man. who's that now? Cousins, Dak. Yeah. Stafford. Yeah. We're going to put him like Tua. 
he's going to be he's going to be past that. He'll be behind Burrow and Hurts and Lamar mm-hmm. and all that. But he's in conversation. He's, he's in the that's conversation. Where that's where he's going to be. Um, and I think this team is just set up really well. And then we look at their uh, their draft class here. Did they have more? Yeah, they did. Okay. So we look at their draft class here. They didn't have any picks in the first two rounds, but that's because they traded for so much talent, right? They traded for Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, they don't have those picks. Um, they took a kicker out of Michigan at the ninth overall pick. He is actually a really good kicker. Um, and then two tight ends, Cameron Latu and Brady Willis, who are both just at touchdown machines in college. They're definitely going to pop up on like a random Thursday night game. One of them's going to get two touchdowns for no reason. <laughs> like week nine, Thursday night, it's San Francisco versus the Rams. And Cameron Latu pops up for two touchdowns and a 28-point victory. Something like that. Okay, Cleve. The AFC West. What team do you think I have? What team? Shut up, Jake. What team do you think I have finishing dead last in the AFC West? It's not the Chiefs or the Chargers. Well, I know you're not going to say the Broncos. So who do I have? It's gotta be the Raiders. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> That's it, right? It's not a trick question. It's gotta be the Raiders. The Clean, bad haircut. The, the bad. Yeah. Haircuts. When you think of the Raiders, what's the first thing you think of? That really bad haircut. The fryer tuck. Yeah, the 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 really awful haircut that the owner has. I. Uh, that's the first thing I think of too. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's that's brutal. <laughs> Wow. Was that Jake? Jake did that? Jake, did you do that? Please please say something, sir. <laughs> Jacob, are you here? Did, did you do this, Jake? <laughs> I remember Dave Chappelle talking about the Chappelle show, and he would know uh, they had an idea that was really funny when they couldn't stop laughing about it in the writer's room. Yeah. And he was talking about the racial draft and how they couldn't even get the jokes out because they couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> that was me talking to Jake about making this picture. <laughs> we I was at this. work trying to send him the photos and I could not <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> thinking about it. Good job, Jake. I'm I'm actually <laughs> that haircut looks awful on me. <laughs> it's an awful haircut. You know. One thing, though, <laughs> I will say, because you have nice facial hair, you almost pull it off. <laughs> you don't because nobody could. Like, man, that is like your awful. wife would leave you immediately. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you do look better than Mark Davis. Good, good work, guys. Good work. This is this is going to be a staple on this show now. Like, I see because I don't get to see what it is. So I'm getting blindsided, literally, like seeing it for the first time. Like, my reaction was like, wow. Jesus. Celebrators. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to the audio version, you got to check us out on YouTube, which I'm sure this sounds terrible because I can't stop laughing. Um, it is a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes. You can. Find us, subscribe to the channel, and you can get notifications when we're going live. So you can be on all the visual gags. Like, uh, 
Like, I know you did this, you bastard. I know you GQ Clee from Instagram with his <laughs> Mark Davis haircut. Man. <laughs> oh, man. That's good work, man. That's that's a fucking masterpiece there. Jesus. So the Raiders go 6 and 11, third in the AFC West. The win total is your six and a half. Cleve, you said seven. So you actually think they're going to be moderately okay this year. Yeah, I think um I think uh their their one receiver is gonna help them. Cause Waller Waller left, right? He's a giant now, right? Waller's on the Giants. They did sign Jacoby Myers from the Patriots. Okay. Um, and yeah, they still have Devontae Adams. Um they did not fire head coach Josh McDaniels uh because the owner with the bad haircut literally can't afford to pay two coaches at the same time. It's crazy, bro. Um they signed quarterback Jimmy G, so I'm sure all the problems are solved. They put the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs, despite him leading the NFL in rushing in 2022. They won't pay, sign him to a long-term deal because running backs don't matter, completely replaceable. Um, my question is, will they trade Devontae Adams in season? I mean, yeah, if they <laughs> – so this these seven wins could come early or they could come late <laughs> or, like, sparse. They could be, like – Two here, and then like four losses straight, and then like another win, and then like two losses straight. So it could be spread out, it could be sprinkled on them. What if they don't come at all? What if they're at the trade deadline, they're one and six? Then they're gonna blow this team up. I think, I think McDaniels gets fired in season, uh, Jimmy G gets jettisoned into the sun, right? And, and they trade Devontae Adams, and they trade Devontae Adams. There's gonna be a fire sale. Let's say somebody offered um, a first round in 2024 and a second round pick in 2025. Would you accept that deal no matter what? No, I mean, given, given, given what we just said, yes. Given they're one and six, yes, I'll take mm-hmm. that. What yeah, if it's I'll Kansas City? Well, what do you, what do you, so you saying, hmm, would they, yeah, they would be crazy enough to do that. See, that's I was really thinking about this because, of course, the Raiders and Chiefs hate each other, and you yeah. hate making trades within the same division. But it's become more common recently. Devontae Adams turns thirty this year, so it's like he's going to be around forever. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not like trading AJ Brown to him or something. If the Chiefs overpay for him, I think the Raiders have to take it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh in which case, Devontae Adams going to play Patrick Mahomes for a Super Bowl run would be. Epic. That would be amazing. They would set records. At that point, I would hope for a Chiefs Jets AFC title game, Rodgers versus Adams. Ooh. That would be good. It's a good storyline there. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not hoping for the Jets to make it because I can't handle the ESPN coverage if that's the case. But um <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. Um, who else do you think would be a good trade partner for Devontae Adams if it comes to that? What really good team needs a wide receiver? I mean, there's a few that needs a good, but depending on who the quarterback is, because he he's going to go to he wants to go to a quarterback that's going to give him targets. You just can't send him to like the Giants. What know? if the Giants are good? What if the Giants are you know five and two? You think Danny Dimes will turn into Danny like turn into a a, a throwing machine having a guy like that because yeah. he wants to he wants to get targets. Right. So that's the thing. I think there's a lot of teams that make sense for Devontae Adams. That's why I think he'll get moved if the wheels are falling off the Raiders here. 
because we ex- we expect that that it will. We we yeah. I think we've seen enough of the Josh McDaniel show. Yeah. So while you took seven blind, I would take I would actually and have bet the under on this. I think they're going to be lucky to get the four. Wow. Um, I think they're going to be really bad. Um. <laughs> West Ham fourteen put a play on the trading block. That is a, that is a bit of an inside joke. Uh, in one of our in one of our dynasty leagues, West Ham fourteen put like thirty two players on the trade block all at once. So we all got spammed with notifications to our phone. I'm like trying to explain to some guest at the hotel how to visit Lincoln Memorial. My phone's like ding 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 ding. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, what happened? Is Megan in trouble? What's going on? Oh no, West Ham fourteen's got a player on the trade block. So they're the good players. Bunch of trash. Wow. Um, all right. So then we got the Raiders, uh, draft class here. Tyree Wilson fell. He had, a, I think he had a Liz Frank injury. He had some sort of foot injury that made him drop in the draft, but he should be a good edge rusher. Michael Mayer was the most productive tight end in college football last couple of years. Not the best. That's Brock Bowers at Georgia, but he was mm-hmm. the most productive. Um, Trey Tucker from Cincinnati is, can, is like super fast. So is Jacorian Bennett. They're the two Raider picks. The like. Who are the fastest players at the position? I want them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. Ed O'Connell is not that great. So I don't think they had a really good draft class either. I think this team is in a lot of trouble. Uh, third place is obviously the Broncos, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, wait, there's one more. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jacob. <laughs> That one's worse. <laughs> that one's worse. It's like a, like a little sprinkle coming up at top. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, the caption that you have on this Instagram photo is, what's up, bro? What's good with you? <laughs> Wait, it's even better with this haircut. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My God. I actually look, I actually look like him right there. That, that, that's the scary do. part. You, That's you the fucking are, scary part. You're almost pulling this one off. This one looks really bad. It's like a Halloween costume. Like <laughs> this might have to happen. You would lose all your clients <laughs> immediately. Jesus. I got okay. it. <laughs> Moving on to the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. So the Denver Broncos this year, five and twelve, fourth in the AFC West. This year their win total is eight and a half, including you said eight. So you were right, you're right on point there. Yeah. They uh fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Um, and they hired head coach Sean Payton, which is a bit of an upgrade. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, slightly. Um Javante Williams coming off a major a major knee injury. He tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL. Wow. Um, and and yeah, wow. Cleveland, if I understand the PCL is like the part of the knee where the other ligaments like come together. It's like they hinge like to the back side. Yeah, the back side. Yeah. The he the the ACL is the side. And then right. the MCL is the like the where the cap is. So I we we talked about why this injury is so it's so hard to heal because it doesn't get a blood supply. Right. Yeah, so he, I mean, really, it depends on the person. And like I said, Russ is a, he played baseball, he played football and some other sports. So, I mean, 
Well, it's not Russ's injury to be fair. I'm sorry, Javante. Uh, oh. Um, so he, yeah, he he's a he's a stud. So he should uh, he should heal. Um, but that's a that's a pretty bad thing. Remember that guy from years ago on the Panthers that tore his ACL like three times? Uh, Thomas Davis. Yeah, like was it Thomas? Yeah, he tore he oh, tore three like yeah he yeah yeah he tore three times and he came back three times. Yeah, I think winning comeback of the player comeback player of the year one time for doing it. Yeah, so times are different now because this 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 will look bad on paper. Uh, yeah, no, and, and the thing too with the PCL being torn, if I understand correctly, with that part being torn, it like takes away the anchor spot for you to try to fix the other two. So you need to like heal that part first. And then you can put the rest of it together. Either way, they say he's going to play in week one, which is crazy to me. But they're probably going to re- uh, reconstruct the whole thing, the whole the whole complex. Yeah, I, I just don't see. I don't see. Is he? Is they trying to say that? They are, are they saying week one he's going to be week ready? One. Week one. Wow. Shit. Let's see that. They're even saying he might even play preseason week two. Good for him. Is it? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> fucking eight wins. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. He, he doesn't have his money yet. I'm not so sure it is good for him. But uh, um, and then my question I have here: uh, Why are people not treating the Broncos getting paint in the same way they are treating the Jets bringing in Aaron Rodgers? You have Hall of Fame level additions at a crucial position previously occupied by total failures. You know what it is about. So, a great head coach. Is usually paired to a really good quarterback, and Russ and and Peyton, they don't have the equity yet. So I think that's I think that's what that's about. And then we saw Russ think it up last year. Again, the coaching was bad, but Russ's ability to escape and do all the things that he he normally would do wasn't there either. So he's got something to prove. But you didn't notice that Russ played like Russ the second half it got fired. Like the last three weeks of the season, he was just doing rust things again. Well, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he was handcuffed. But again, if I am, if I am him, and this is like an ego thing, I guess. Like, I'm like, I have a Super Bowl ring. You don't. They both. We're do. not winning. We're not winning games, huh? They both do. Peyton won with the Saints. Remember the no, outside no, kick? No, 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 no. Hackett. With, oh, Hackett. I got yeah, you. I Hackett, got you. Yeah. So if I'm yeah. Russ, I'm I'm looking at him like. Dude, you can't tell me shit. Like we're not winning games, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the way my brand of football, right? Because I think it was a massive upgrade at coach. Like that's that's like night and day. Like that's a massive upgrade at coach. Yes, that's the biggest upgrade in the league. Going from a Hackett to Sean Payton is way bigger than going from White Mike to Aaron Rodgers. Yes, perfect. That's a that's a good layup. See ya. Right, but nobody but nobody's talking about the Broncos like that. Like they're not they're not on get up in the first, the A block every single day. Like they have a probably Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl champion quarterback, a team we all thought was gonna be good last year, and they brought in Sean Payton to coach. I don't understand why people aren't hyping this team up. Well, that might be good for them that they're under the radar. I think so. I think it's probably what Sean Payton is so pissed about too. Why I make those comments about Hackett and why he's like talking shit about Garrett Wilson wearing sunglasses and a bucket hat on the sideline. I think he, I, I think Sean Payton gets this. I think he's really mad about it. It could be. I mean, just just win. Just come in and win. Win yeah. your division. Win, you know, win some games. 
Uh, draft class here for the Broncos, not a very large one. Um, the second round pick, they traded up Vic Marvin Mims, wide receiver from Oklahoma, which is telling because they already had Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton on the roster. Mm-hmm. So to trade up for a wide receiver is like your only real kind of premium pick here. Sean Payton really likes him. He's also Marvin Mims is also the most prolific wide receiver in Texas high school history. What he has a lot of records. Yeah, like all of them. All of them. Yeah. So um he's the younger brother of noted bus Denzel Mims, who is now on the Lions. Oh, I was gonna okay. Yeah. Uh former Jet. Um yeah, I was, I was gonna yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh Drew Sanders. Oh I was playing the Immaculate Grid the other day. I could think of a line in a jet. There it is. It's Denzel Mims. Well, it's gone now. Um, <laughs> Drew Sanders was a player that Scott thought could have been the first linebacker taken. Mm-hmm. Um, if I recall correctly, Scott will correct me later if I'm wrong, but I think he said that Drew Sanders is incredibly athletic, but not always in the best position. Oh. Um, and then Riley Moss, Jail Skinner, Alex Forsyth. I don't know these. I mean, I know Riley Moss because he went to Iowa, but. He never really struck me as like anything that special. So mm. that's it for the Broncos. So who do I have winning? Or who do I have in second place in the division? The Chargers or the Chiefs? Uh, Chargers. <laughs> I need this on the T-shirt, Dave. I need this on the T-shirt. Man, that that's that's that is the look, bro. The gloss in the eyes there. It's yes. amazing. Yes. It's like I they, can't believe this is happening. <laughs> right. Like I feel like I like uh, like he looks like a medieval guy looking down the hill at his village that the Vikings are just burning. <laughs> and there's nothing he can do about it. He's like, well, my wife and my children and all my crops are down there, but uh this is like a picture that c- can be like in this in the uh sports show the top 50 all time. Like this is a fandom. Yeah. This is this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> wow. All right. So last year for the uh for the Chargers, they go 10 and 7, finish second in the AFC West. They lost to Jacksonville at home in the wild card round after blowing a 27 to nothing first half lead. <laughs> I I just I don't know what it is with this team. And why they can't why they can't put it together, but I think this might be the year. So Vegas went total nine and a half. Cleve, you said eleven. So you're you're in on the Chargers. Oh yeah. I, I think I think they um I think um they had a great year. And you know, we we, we made fun of we made fun of it, but I got them winning eleven games this year. I, I think Herbert's the truth. Um Jake, you guys have a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, is is Eckler still there? Yep, he is. Remember, uh, they said that they would trade him, and all he needed was a second round pick, and nobody would pay it. Nobody would pay it. So are they, are they going to matter? Are they going to pay it? Or are they making nope. a deal with him? No, I think so they gave him. They reworked his deal. He got like two million more dollars or something that doesn't matter. Like he has no leverage, and he led the league in all purpose yards last year. Damn, that is no. Crazy. It, also, it was a second round pick from anybody. Nobody would come in with that deal. <laughs> um, they fired Epic Dolt offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and hired offensive coordinator Kellen Moore from the Cowboys. Um, this is great because 
Lombardi was getting Herbert like throw the ball side to side. Kellen Moore is going to let him whip that ball downfield. Herbert yes, I was. Bombs. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's going. He's going. He's going to let him rip it. He's going to let him rip it. And Justin Herbert can throw the ball over them there, mountains. Yeah, he has a cannon. He has a cannon. Um, I think they could easily have the highest scoring offense in the NFL. My question is if this team can stay healthy. Now, that's not a question I typically like because injuries are random. But this team every single year has like three injuries to key players at all times. Including Herbert Lasser, who played with like broken ribs for half the season. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what made me like him a lot. That his toughness. I was like, this kid's tough. This kid's tough. You, to, to play with ribs. like Man, cats yeah. off to that kid. I um. I liked Justin Herbert when he paid that doctor to puncture Tyrod's lung so he could play. <laughs> That's a joke. There's no evidence to suggest that Justin Herbert did anything untoward to Tyrod Taylor. Is Tyrod still on that on, on that roster? Tyrod is on the Giants. Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh. Um, because he, he saw some action last year. Yep. Um. The, drafted, the Chargers drafted wide receiver Quentin Johnston in the first round. The Keenan Allen dust watch is on. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen's 31. There's a chance Keenan just – this might be the last year. He might not hit it quite yet, but there's a chance by the time this season is over, Keenan Allen is for sure the number three wide receiver on this team. Father Tom's undefeated. He is. See, okay. Um, their draft picks this year, aforementioned Quentin Johnston – uh, Dayon Henley, they took the third round linebacker. I actually bet on him to um, be the first linebacker taken in the draft. And they got him in the third round. So either they got great value or I'm a moron. Could be both. Mm. Uh, Darius Davis, who I understand at TCU as well, scored a punt return touchdown in the first preseason game. Super fast kid. I mean, just lights out fast. Um, I don't know the other people. So, although the second round pick there, Cleve, that is a real person. Can you read that name for us? What? Tulu. 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 What? I've, I've, not, I've not heard of him. Uh, oh, they got Max Duggan in the um the seventh round, the quarterback out of TCU. So it's like three a, TCU players. Sounds like a porn star, Max Duggan. Oh, I was, I was thinking <laughs> Hacksaw Jim. Yeah. <laughs> little cousin <laughs> um well we didn't know anything about cousins or wrestlers around these parts would we scott bischoff all right that means we have the champs of the afc west being the kansas city chiefs <laughs> same pictures in the offseason they won the super bowl they're not going to get dragged right they got no no drama champagne goggles on yep just just chugging along Rapid drink of their beers. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yes, Max Duggan sure did. So did Quentin Johnson. Um, so Chiefs last year, 14 and three, first in the AFC West. They won the Super Bowl. Seems pretty good. Win total this year is 11 and a half. Cleve, you said 15 wins. Yeah, so I'm gonna stand on that. So you are. You don't have to say yet because we're a couple weeks away from these predictions, but is Kansas City going back to the Super Bowl or you got Cincinnati? Unless something tragically happens to them. Um, well, Cincinnati, um, 
I want I want to run I want them to run it back. So as long as they play each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I I'm I'm very high on 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 Mahomes. Like I like you said, I think you say it best. He's like, you want to go broke, go against Mahomes. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> bet just just bet against them. Bet everything that you got against them and see what happens. Exactly. Um so they lost offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy to the Commanders in a lateral move. He just became offensive coordinator here in the DMV. Clay, did you remember that we have a local team here in Washington? I never, I never remember that at all. I, just, you know, what's crazy. There was reports that um, some of the guys went to um, Riverboat Ron complaining about Bieniemy being too tough on them. Oh, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Ron, I'm like, the guy's got two Super Bowl rings. Get the fuck out of my office. Right. Go, go back. Go back to the. Go back into the running backs room. Go back into your wide receivers room. Go. Just go back to the offensive coordinator. Also, way to complain to the linebacker on the eighty-five Bears that the other guy is too mean. <laughs> well, I forgot Mike Singletary didn't want to hear it. Yeah, that's insane. Like it, it was. It was like news here. It was like big news. Like they. They were like he's. I'm like, you guys are football players. This is your job. Right. Maybe Unless he's like because your team sucks. Right, unless he's like making personal fun of your children, like get back out there and play. Um, Good job. So we, yeah, we also <laughs> have that they signed left tackle Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville, a, you know, Pro Bowl caliber tackle. So they get even better. They get even better there. Um, they have very few questions about this team. I mean, do they have a good wide receiver? Kadarius Tony is hurt. Sky Moore is still Sky Moore. They drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round, but like, who knows? You know, it just. I, but do they even need good wide receivers? Nah. I mean, <laughs> Mahomes is the outlier on this team. Unless he goes down, mm-hmm. they're they're going back. They're they're getting far. Unless he goes down. I was talking about this with uh um some co-workers today. And about how just how good Mahomes is. And the Chiefs get credit because they went out and they traded for Mahomes. They traded up to get him. They went and got their guy. They identified him. They got him. So they get all the credit in the world for that. But they made two critical errors over the next two drafts. I want you to think about what the Chiefs would be like if they made these decisions differently. Okay. They drafted Nicole Harbin in the second round when they thought Tyreek Hill was going to get suspended. Okay. The next wide receiver off the board was DK Metcalf. Wow. They drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the very last pick of the first round the following year. The next running back off the board, five picks later, was Jonathan Taylor. Wow. You you said something like this a few weeks ago. You said yeah, um, they could yeah. Well, the next pick after Clyde Edwards Hilaire was T. Higgins. So like Yes, that's what that's what you good. were saying. Yeah, that's what you were saying. But if they had if they had drafted Metcalf the year before, they're obviously not taking Higgins. So, but they could have easily gone Metcalf, Jonathan Taylor, right onto this team. That would have been crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it worked out because Mahomes is so great. But if they had Metcalf and Taylor, they'd probably win over this next however many years, at least one more Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. I mean, there were still horrible mistakes that they made. Just Mahomes can dig them out of it. Last note here is that Travis Kelsey turns 34 in October. So as sane as it is to say, the Travis Kelsey dust watch is on too. 
But is I think it's just from the way, like from the wear. Like he, I mean, I mean, it, it comes in all shapes and forms, right? Yeah, you know it. You know it happens. And the thing about Travis Kelsey dust watch is that Travis Kelsey could be eighty five percent as good as he was last year, and that could be devastating to this team because they don't really have anybody else. True. So if he's not, if he falls off even a bit, this team could actually be left scrambling, looking for answers on offense. Yeah, so he's, they really have one guy. This one basket. Mm. Wow, he's gonna be thirty four. I didn't think yeah, he was that over. Yeah, I thought he was like 30, 31 mm. at least. Nope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and so the other thing too, people talk about the age curve all the time, and if you look at like the age curve for player production. It, it's a slow, gradual decline, right? You know, you come mm-hmm. in, you rise up, hit your peak for four or five years, and you slowly drop back down. But that's only if you look at all the players together in aggregate. Each individual player that comprises that, it just is a steep drop-off, right? If you think about Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, Emmett Smith, they were good one year, and the next year, dust, yeah. right? If you look at all of them together, it looks like a curve. But each individual player, Julio Jones, Right, just one year, bam, gone. So if that happens to Kelsey this year, which it could, he's 34. Yeah. The Chiefs could have could have some issues there. Um, looking at their draft class, nobody really jumps out to me here. Unlike last year when I said Creed Humphrey was uh, one of the best picks of the draft. Uh, Rasheed Rice, they took out of SMU. I was not high on him coming into the process, but apparently Mahomes identified him during like the scouting process, so... We'll see there. Uh, Keandre Coburn from Texas is a giant run stuffer. Don't even know if he can move side to side, but he's a giant run stuffer. So that's mm-hmm. it for, for that. So <clears throat> there's our – um. there goes our AFC. <laughs> Jesus. Our AFC, our AFC West and NFC West predictions. So what do you think? Do you think I got anything super wrong with Kansas City? Uh, San no, I I think um, like how you and Matt were last year. You guys were lockstep or two years ago. Um, no, I think it's. I think we. I think I would have agreed with that line for with, with both. Um, okay. Both, yeah. I in actually in that order, in that order as well. Yeah, I do kind of wish Scott was here to get his opinion on Chargers versus Chiefs because I know even I mean, he was high on the Chargers last year, and Kellen Moore is such an upgrade. There's a chance that Scott might take the Chargers to beat the Chiefs in that division this year. Um, mm. You know, but you know that's about the only place I can see him all really, really disagreeing. So that's the West Division previews. We will be back next week. I think next week we'll be doing the Eastern Divisions. Uh, so that's getting to Cleve's uh, division right there with his beloved New York Jets and his beloved Dallas Cowboys. Because <laughs> nothing says Cowboys fan like uh, Cleve. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, please, if you're watching the video, like the video helps us out quite a bit. Once again, if you're listening on audio, thank you very much. It is a YouTube live stream as well. Link of the show notes, you know, come and uh, subscribe to the channel. Get notifications when we're going live. Cleve, do you have any final words? No, there's like a fourth indictment for Trump. Like, how is he yes. still going to run for president? Like, if he yeah. if he gets to run for president, I have all I have no hope in humanity. Yeah, well, he's going he's gonna to run because uh, he is innocent until proven guilty. So he gets to run. Um, but, but but he becomes president again. He can he can pardon himself the minute he gets Not for office. this one. This is the state of Georgia. He cannot. Oh. He cannot pardon himself. 
And the governor in Georgia can't just pardon him either. It's a board. Also, also, the governor in Georgia doesn't like him because Trump was talking mad shit about Brian Kemp. Yeah. So, you know, he, he could actually be in some trouble here. You know, they're getting these RICO charges. They're basically charging him as being a mob boss. <laughs> I saw that today. Like, it's like an 18-person indictment. <laughs> yeah, crazy. you were in North Jersey in the 80s. Rudy Giuliani used Rico to like break all five Italian families. This is um and now he's gonna go to jail on the same charges. Yeah, this is like the, the definition of irony. <laughs> that really would be like you showed up with Mark Davis's haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, this I mean, I could see how like the average American might be a little overwhelmed by all these charges, but the one in Georgia paints the best start to finish picture of their effort to really try and steal this election. Mm. So, and because it's in state court, it can be televised. Well, they're I, we're in a street that they're trying to get the venue moved. Well, meaning meaning moved from uh, from a state state appellate court to uh, to a federal court, so they can dismiss the charges or ask for ask for dismissal. Which there's probably no chance of that happening. No, no. No, uh, but they might as well ask. I mean, you know. Also, one thing—the last thing I want to know on this is that uh, Trump put out something on his whatever his fake Twitter, um, and so there's four prosecutors charging him, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Radical liberal Democrat, Fannie Willis in Georgia, deranged Jack Smith." Uh, I think he called the, the New York uh, City like the Harvey Dent. I think he called him stupid or something. But the New York State Attorney General, he just called by name. He just wow. said, and Letitia James, because he knows better. Because <laughs> he knows there's one person. You know how, like, he, he would always call out every single one of his detractors except Eminem? Yeah. Like, somebody said something about him. He'd come back on Twitter. Eminem would say something. Trump would have nothing to say. He knows. Because, yeah, he, he doesn't want all those followers. <laughs> right. He, he knows where he doesn't want the smoke. <laughs> And he knows Letitia James is that is the, is is the woman who would give it to him. So, um, yeah. All right, we'll be back next week to discuss the uh, the Eastern divisions. Until then, peace.